Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Tori, founder of Whereby Repeat, about her experiences volunteering in Pittsburgh through Therapy Dogs International with her Labrador, Lucy. We'll discuss how Tori discovered that Lucy had the right temperament for therapy dog work, what she used to help Lucy pass her test, and share a reminder that there are many opportunities when it comes to spending time with your dog. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Tori and Lucy. Hi! Hi! I tried to get myself so you could see Lucy, but it's kind of hard, I know. She blends in with the couch a bit. I know. All good. It's good to see her and good to see you. This is the first time we've chatted live, I think. I think so. I know we've only ever like DM. Yeah, so exciting. Well, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Yeah, sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Tori Mystic, and this is my dog, Lee, and that's my other dog, Bert, behind her. They're both chocolate labs, and they both just turned 10. So that's kind of fun. And I'm the creator of a website called Wear, Wag, Repeat that I started when Lucy was one year old. So I've had it for like nine years. And (laughs) I blog about anything you want to do with your dog. So I love to try all kinds of different things like becoming a therapy dog, but we also love doing paddle boarding. And then Bert has just gotten into some dog sports. I just love to try it all and try everything. And that's what I blog about. And then I also host a podcast where I interview women in the pet industry. So that's super fun. And tomorrow is International Women's Day. So we're excited for that. Yeah, we are. Awesome. So Tori, you love to try all these different things, but how did you find out about therapy dogs? Yeah. So actually I had another chocolate lab before Lucy. My old dog Lola was nine years old when I got Lucy at eight weeks old. And I had always wanted to get Lola certified as a therapy dog, but I never got around to it because I just procrastinated. And then, you know, there's no age limit to being a therapy dog, but she just got too old to the point where she wasn't as mobile and I didn't think it'd be fun for her. Yeah. So I always kind of regretted not doing that with her. And so when Lucy kind of grew out of her insane puppy phase, (laughs) I was like, I need to do this with her. And I went away for a week. I only had just Lucy at the time. This was like in between having two dogs. It was just Lucy for a couple of years. And I had a dog sitter staying here with her and she was walking Lucy around the neighborhood and she texted me this like whole big long story. She's like, we were walking and there was a mother and her daughter walking up and you could tell her daughter was special needs in some way. And Lucy, usually Lucy would jump up on people and be like overly excited. And she was like, it was the most amazing thing. Lucy just sensed how to act around her and was like so calm and just let her pet her and didn't jump up on her. And she was like, it was so amazing. And I was like, oh my God, okay. (laughs) We have to become a therapy dog team. And so that's kind of what inspired me to do it. I love that. So you just kind of, your dog walker really saw that she was ready. Yeah. Well, you know how like your dog's always more crazy around you than like when you go to dog training class and the trainer takes your dog as the example dog, they're always perfect. And you're like, wait a second. (laughs) 
Right. You're like holding your breath when they're like, oh, your dog's going to be the demo dog. You're like, are you sure about that? And then they're like, perfect. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe I'm the problem. You know, they do say dog training is really more about training the human than the dog themselves. So. Not untrue. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. So from there, what was your process like once you were like, oh, maybe she's ready? So I was really lucky because I got connected with a group. This guy here in Pittsburgh, he also had a dog that he wanted to get certified as a therapy dog who he just thought had great potential. We actually met on like a Tinder date or something like that, like a long time ago, but it was like so random and unrelated. And when I met him, he'd just gotten his dog and he named her Oprah because he had expectations that she was going to help people. Okay. All right. (laughs) So he has this dog named Oprah and he decided to, through his company, sponsor group classes to help people get certified as therapy dogs. So we call it Therapy Dogs of Pittsburgh is like the name of our little group. And there was probably a dozen people and their dogs who in that first round, and I don't know if he's done other rounds, but he sponsored the training classes. So like once a month or however often we went, we would go to this trainer who he was Lucy's trainer when she was a puppy. So I've known him for a long time and he taught our classes and it's an urban environment where their facility is. So they will take us out on the sidewalk and do all kinds of real world training, which was perfect for therapy dogs. And then when we felt like we were ready for the test I just found a place that was doing the test and I did it through therapy dogs international yeah I saw her red bandana on your reel that you just posted yeah I was like that's a TDI bandana I know that it is yes everyone has like their colors yeah well I just remember because their bandana is red and then they have like that really colorful patch on so yeah their patch is super cute it's in the other room right now but it's a person in a wheelchair and then kind of like a German shepherdy looking dog and they're yeah. like shaking hands. That's the patch. So cute. I don't know if I've looked at it close enough to realize that that's what's going on, but <laughs> I definitely recognize it when I see it. So how long have y'all been a therapy dog team then? She actually got certified in 2018. We took the test in like maybe November of 2018. And then you had to submit to TDI your signed off on test plus records from the vet and a photo of your dog for their photo ID and, you know, payment and then all that kind of stuff. So we were official in 2019. And so I found a place to volunteer and we volunteered throughout 2019. And then we were shut down at the beginning of 2020. So we actually were out of work for a while and just got back into it. All right. What was it like for you to get back into it after the pandemic? Well, I mean, we're still kind of in the pandemic, but after that. Yeah. So we still aren't able to go to the place where I used to volunteer. I used to volunteer at this veteran center near where I live. And it's a live-in nursing home for veterans. And pretty much everyone there is over 70, if not over Mm -hmm. 80. And the majority of people are in wheelchairs. And that was great for a big dog. And especially Lucy knows some tricks. So we could like show off in front of everyone that makes them happy. But everyone in the wheelchairs could like reach her since she's tall enough. And so that was super great. But I don't think that they're even still allowing volunteers there now. So this was like one of my resolutions for this year is I am going to prioritize finding a new place because I love volunteering there, but 
they're just not letting us back in. And I've asked like six times. So I found a new opportunity, which is kind of temporary at a local college. And so we're going there once a month for like a couple months. We have one coming up this Thursday and that's where that real video is from. And so it's really different visiting with college students versus Mm -hmm. visiting with 80 year old people in wheelchairs. (laughs) The students like run over, they get on the floor with her and it's at this college that does a lot of performing arts stuff. So they were making up songs. on the fly it was very very different but fun did she adjust to the change in environment and population so Lucy's like, she was kind of a hit at the nursing home because a lot of those people, they weren't going to run over and be like, oh, doggy. And a lot of them were kind of withdrawn and kind of kept to themselves. And so Lucy might go into a room and just sit there next to them or lie there next to them. Mm-hmm. And they don't really necessarily even want to touch her, but just like being around her made such a positive impact on them. And so, you know, that was a couple of years ago that we were doing that now at this point, but going to the college, she also kind of lies down and makes everyone come to her. So now <laughs> I've kind of figured out that that's her thing. And I think that that brings a lot of like calming energy mm-hmm. because there's definitely other therapy dogs that are going to be way more active, but she's a 10 year old Labrador at this point. So yeah. she's going to kind of plop down and you can come to her. So we just have to kind of find opportunities where that works. Yeah, I know little dog Ace who goes to college campuses is the same way. He's much smaller than her, but he just lays down and is like, y'all can come to me. Yeah. <laughs> They don't mind. They do come to her. Yeah. So. so was getting back into therapy dog work, was that part of your canine in 90 this year? Yes. Yes, it was. Do you want to give that like a two second or two sentence intro for those who don't know what canine in 90 is? Yeah, definitely. So this was the second year in a row that I hosted this free online workshop. And it was inspired by something that I do with some of my like business besties, where we come up with nine goals for 90 days for our business or just fun things we want to do, kind of a combination of stuff. So I was like, okay, let's make it dog related because that's how I do everything. And so we called it canine in 90. And it was nine goals for your dog business or your life with your dog for 90 days. And so one of those was to get Lucy a new job, which we did. And another one, which I'm super proud of, was to get Bert his novice title in barn hunt. And we just got that last Sunday. And I know this is not a barn hunt conversation, but I was very proud of him. (laughs) I was actually going to ask about Mr. Bert and if you ever thought about therapy dog work with him. Yeah. I've thought about it. Part of my motivation for some of the stuff I do with Bert is that when I adopted him, he'd been in the shelter for over a year. And early on, like in the first month or so that he was there, some guy adopted him and took him home. And after two weeks, he returned him to the shelter and said, this dog is untrainable. And he like didn't want Bert. And so now whenever I like teach Bert anything, I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> so I am fueled a little bit by like spite with that. And so it would be kind of cool to have Bert be a therapy dog and that could be like part of his story but he's such a leaner and I know that's not like a deal breaker some people definitely like it but he doesn't have a lot of self-control that's totally fair you know I really respect that you can tell like what's going to be fun for one dog might not be fun for the other dog and that you found barn hunt for him instead yeah he's more of an unofficial therapy dog he can kind of do therapy dog work but I'm not sure that he would pass the test he's very very people person dog he loves going to like a brewery or something like that that's like his ideal situation where people don't mind if you like lean up against them and you can be a little wild 
But for therapy dogging, I know there are maybe certain situations where you can be more wild, but you know, you have to be careful because if you're going to like a hospital or you're around kids or old people or whatever, they have to be a little bit more like subdued. <laughs> yeah. But you can be as wild as you want in Barn Hunt. So it's fine. Yes. In Barn Hunt, you can't really hurt anything. So <laughs> I love it. Um, what surprised you the most in your training journey with Lucy? So I love that question because I love to just like share this advice with people is that I know that the different organizations have different tests. For Therapy Dog International, one of the parts of the test is they put a bowl of treats open on the floor and you have to walk by it and not lunge at it like an alligator. That was very challenging for us as a Labrador. So what I learned, cannot use treats in the test, obviously, but there is no rule that says you can't have your treat pouch on you. And there's no rule that says that you can't fake your dog out and like reach in or say, treat, treat, treat. Or you can say, look at me. Like one of the commands that we do is like, look, like to make eye contact. When you're doing that part of the test, you're really supposed to be saying, leave it. That's the cue that they are looking for. But the dog is the one being tested, not you. And I think that's a really important thing to point out to people. Because if the word grandma gets your dog totally like attention on you, you could say grandma, you could say car ride, you could say dinner, you know, you could say like whatever it is that you need to do to get past that bowl because that's not what you're being tested on what you're being tested on is just that your dog doesn't eat everything in the bowl (laughs) so I always like to tell people that because I think that it can be intimidating and you feel like you have to do everything perfectly and you don't you can kind of make it up I know I always thought like to pass CGC or therapy dog tests like your dog had to be like a perfect robot and that's not actually true (laughs) yeah and for a lot of those things it's the dog's behavior or like personality that's important too i can't think of the right word right the second temperament yes thank you their temperament is the components of a lot of those tests yeah they give them some leeway if they can tell that they have like the right temperament right and that's why a lot of organizations won't test until they're one and even some facilities through the same organization they can't go to until they're two because adolescents can really change their temperament and you just don't what will happen until you get through that. What do you enjoy the most about being a therapy dog team? I love, like, when we were volunteering before the pandemic, it was, like, therapy for me. I used to get very stressed by work, and I was on my phone all the time. I've gotten better about not being on it all the time, at least some days. But back then, I was on my phone or my computer all the time. And so when we would go do therapy dog, I, like, literally would not even look at my phone, sometimes not even take it in with me. So it was an opportunity to slow down and live in the moment and just give people a moment of your undivided attention because with therapy dog volunteering, especially in like a nursing home environment, those people might not really get to talk to anyone all day besides their, you know, nurses and stuff. So it was really important. I feel like TDI and the other organizations should almost provide you, maybe they have this, I just don't know about it, but like a guide of like talking points of like, Mm. here's some things that you can say to people. I know TDI has something that's like, here's things you should never say. Like you can ask people (laughs) like, what's your disease or like, what's your diagnosis? Like you can't ask anyone HIPAA, things like that. But I've just found that I would always ask people like, oh, did you have a dog? You have dogs growing up. What kind of dog was it? Asking people that kind of stuff would really kind of get them to open up and just give them a chance to talk to you. And, you know, they want to visit with the dog, but they also just want to have some little chit chat with somebody. And with the college students, it's very different. (laughs) 
because they're all kind of buzzing about with each other. But with the seniors, it was like a lot more slow and just like take your time and remind you to just slow down. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know pet partners in their course that you have to take for the handler. They do talk about what not to say, but also some ideas of what to say. But it's certainly not extensive by any means. That would definitely a useful guide. I think it would be. I had a blog post or I have a blog post that's about, you know, was it worth it to train my dog as a therapy dog? And my blog post takes me forever to write them because I'm always like, I have to include this. I have to include that. And it ended up being like so long. But in that one, I wanted to also include like tips on what to wear. Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's just like a little thing that people don't think about, but something important to kind of consider, you know, wearing comfortable and like, kind of conservative (laughs) clothes. Something that doesn't matter so much if you're bending over to work with your dog or whatever. Yeah, I know it's like kind of sort of mentioned in the test. Like it is addressed at least for ATD and for pet partners, what you're wearing for the test matters. But yeah, no, that's great. You kind of already answered my next question, which is what advice you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team. I have lots of advice. Like, I don't know, I could just talk about anything forever. But I would say so many people want to do it with their dog immediately. They're like, as soon as they turn one, I'm going to take the test. Lucy was 2018. That's four years ago or something now. So she was six years old when she got certified. And we've had plenty of opportunities to do plenty of things. And I think there's no harm in waiting. And you know, you'll have plenty of opportunities. So don't stress and don't have like FOMO and don't feel like you're missing out (laughs) if you didn't do it right away. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tori. It's been really great chatting with you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? One thing that I did want to kind of point out, which because I put it in my caption of my reel, so I was like thinking about it today, is that, and we kind of covered this, but there's like so many different types of venues for therapy dogs. And I think that you know, the test is the test regardless of where you're going to end up working. So as long as your dog can pass the test at the different places, then you can kind of find the place where they're going to excel. So maybe it's a library where children read books to them. Maybe it's a senior center. Maybe it's a domestic abuse shelter. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's who knows. There's so many different places that you can go. And so I think it's kind of about finding the right place for your dog. So there's a certain place around here where it's in this like big atrium at one of the universities. They're really strict. They don't want barky dogs in there because it's like this huge echoey like (laughs) marble place. So like dogs who bark a lot would not be good there. But if you're outside, like it would be fine. So I think that that's just another thing for people to keep in mind if they're just getting into it. I love it. And if people want to follow you and Bert and Lucy, they can find you. You can find me here at Team Mystic. My other account is at Repeat, and that's where I post about my podcast and other kind of like pet business related things. And then my blog is wherewagrepeat.com and there's nine years worth of stuff on there. I love it. Thank you so much, Tori. It was really great chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.